Hey, yo, what's good, what's good, what's good? Welcome to Reflections of a DJ, the road podcast presented by DJ City and Beat Source. I am one of your hosts, DJ Crooked. We got DJ Never here. Yo, what up? We got DJ Jamie the Great. Yeah. We have DJ D Miles. <laughs> what's good? God damn, you threw <laughs> We have our associate producer, Nudia. Hi. What up? Nudia, Hello. this is your last episode How with us. I? Yes. Oh, it's, so oh, it's, it's so hard. It's so hard. To oh. yesterday. <laughs> Damn. Right when we was just getting comfortable, right? I know. Why are you going? Where are you going? You're going to Chicago. This is Nudia's last episode. It's Man. not her last episode. But She's working with us. Well, she said she would have come back last, once a month. It's my last episode. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> Yo, okay. And I, and I told her we're good. <laughs> Yo, never said I should just fuck y'all. He's like, he's like, why? Why do you I just care? said, why you want to come back once a month? <laughs> Just for, real. Just, for, just for us. Well, no, no, my my family lives here now too. You know, and I have weekends off. Hey. Oh, nice! Look at her. You know, so I'm. I actually got offered a, a radio position out there in Chicago mm-hmm. with Vocal Radio. It's an urban alternative station. It's a non-commercial station. It's an urban al- alternative. Yeah. What is yeah. that? So it's a new format. It's a new format for radio, and it's gauged towards a younger, more multicultural audience. It's really a lot of R&B, a lot of soul. And um, it's like uh, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. Honestly, it's really, really it is. Cool. That's great. That's it's awesome, cool. man. Congratulations. So it's yeah. like, what do they play there? Like Anderson Pack, yeah. like St. John, uh, Trinata. Thames, Whiskey, <laughs> right. like you know uh, Ari dope. Lennox, Leon Bridges. Oh, it sounds like a good station. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. it's you know because I mean a lot of times in radio you have to sell out. You know, like <laughs> you have to talk about how many boyfriends Taylor Swift has, and you have to play Ed Sheeran. 50,000 times a day or something if you want to make money yeah you know and so it, it's really it's really nice it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity and is this station new yeah it's a newer station and um oh i'm i'm part of um what is what's the, the thing i'm a part of uh a, a union i'm part of oh. the union tricking oh, wow. a guild a guild or union? sag sag aftra so sag yeah so it's uh yeah sag after i'm part of a okay. the, the radio talent out there is part of a union so. it's like a guild yeah yeah that's dope that's dope so what so you're leaving in like next week you're gone yeah my one-way plane ticket but you're still gonna help us on the associate producer side behind the scenes yes so nudia has for when she joined on she's been helping us behind the scenes yeah a lot and just kind of it's it's been uh it's been good it's been like a new set of ears that kind of take things out you know streamline the episodes you don't need this we don't need that da, yeah. da, da, da. she probably says uh she's doing all the work yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, run, I run the podcast she runs this podcast because <laughs> that's what everyone does right? everyone. <laughs> we're just, yeah. We're just talking about everyone. <laughs> Nudia, you're killing it. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, people did. Okay, Listen. when you guys announced me on the podcast, like that was going to be on, like everyone acted like I had won like an Oscar. Uh, like everyone in my team's like, yo, congrats on road. I'm like, thanks. It's kind of close, thanks. you know. Kind of close. <laughs> <laughs> it's the hood one. <laughs> so we're, we're sad. So, like, yeah, you know, man. I guess it, sporadically, you know, I guess you'll come back and we'll record episodes together. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe once a month, but probably more like once every two months or so. Yeah. I think know? we'll wing it. We'll see how it goes. Like, again, this, I have a, a weekday show. So it's Monday through Friday. If you're in Chicago, 
1 p.m. to 5 p.m. I feel like she's going to blow up and forget about us. (laughs) (laughs) Steve Harvey and Oprah over there. You know, I'm really excited. Oh, anyone in Chicago, I need friends. She's going to be syndicated. Actually, we have a lot of listeners and supporters in in Chicago. And DJ homies. So, like, yo, there's there's mad people in Chicago. There's, like, uh, Heavy. There's Two Time. There's a bunch of DJs out there. Yeah, no, like, Um, I'm I'm so down because I don't know anyone there. Like, I'm literally, that's kind of what you have to do in radio. You move to a city like that's how i came to vegas you know mm-hmm. and now look i met yeah. so many amazing people so i'm excited yeah. to like see who i'm gonna meet there and you know well this is kind of like you, we talked about it you know like having a game plan for your life and this is kind of where the direction i wanted to go you know i wanted a little bit more stability for my future and my like you know future goals that's awesome so cool. And to be able to go to Chicago is like a big deal. I'm really, really excited. Especially Chicago. You guys saw the rollout video that she put out? Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was really dope. Her and Kanye put that together. I <laughs> know. <laughs> I didn't see the I video. I didn't order help. You were tagged, motherfucker. <laughs> Wait, did you, did you get a taste of the Chicago weather? Yeah. I haven't been out there yet. She, I haven't been make, out there. Make sure you, have a, you buy a jacket. No, right? I'm just, A North Face. I know. <laughs> <laughs> she she's not ready for the I, Chicago. No, I'm oh, not man. ready. I'm not ready at all. But it's it's You'll be fine. Ready. Yeah. Look, I, if I could survive a Vegas summer, right? Like no, no, no. The Chicago <laughs> summers are way worse, <laughs> and the winters are way worse. Yo, Chicago yeah. Chicago summers and Chicago winters are crazy. Yeah. He keeps would, would telling you, me that. Would you say that worse than New York? Summers? Yes. No. Like Chicago summers are the only summers when I was there. They would like they would report like a death count. Damn. Like, all right, we're being positive right now. <laughs> no, like, like, no, but that's I haven't been to any other city where they're like, okay, the death count for this summer is eight. Eight people have died from the city. It's <laughs> that humid. It's that yeah. crazy. No, good yeah. luck. Good luck in good Chicago. Luck. Yes. Thank yeah. you guys. Cheers. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> mm. Ah, this is good champagne. <laughs> Here's Champeasy. I'll be what? What? Here we go. What? Crooked. <laughs> he was too quiet for two minutes. Never be happy for me. Market number three. Good yeah. job. Good job. What, what are you going to say? Gonna no, no. I, I was I was, I was, going to say good luck. I hope you... <laughs> We're going to miss you, Nudia. No, no, no. I'm really sad. Honestly, I know you've been wanting this. You you went through like, what, eight interviews? Yeah. yeah. It's been, it's yeah. been, it's so been a minute. Congratulations, man. Yeah, We're going to miss you. you. And back to business now. Yes. <laughs> enough, <laughs> enough of that. <laughs> so you guys have seen we have a South by Southwest event tomorrow, Thursday. March 17th, yes, we'll yes. be working with DJ City and Beat Source. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll be taking over Austin, Texas. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, if you've been watching us on IG or in social media, we'll be in Austin already. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll come in on Tuesday. We're going to be hanging Tuesday, Wednesday. And then Thursday's the big party. We have Buck Rogers DJing from 2 to 6. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then we got a bunch of local dudes, heavyweights DJing from 6 to 10. Right, mm-hmm. you want to you want to read them off? Etx, yes. Mark cuts, yes. Mad, yes. Mm-hmm. Flawless, yes. Will Torres, yes. shout out to Will Torres, I know him, and does it all. Boy, nice. Six to ten p.m. They will be doing. Wow, at the same time, we'll be doing a live recording of a podcast. Thing. Well, we'll be doing our kind of like our street talk. Yeah, street talk Q and A. Yeah, like yeah. live podcast where we kind of just go through the crowd. Mm-hmm. It won't be like a typical podcast. We'll be like interviewing random people and DJs and homies coming in. Yeah. I heard like a few local rappers like legends are going to stop through. Yeah. And then like Paul Wall, you know, Swisher House. Swisher House. Somebody you know, oh, so like yeah. So after we do the live podcast, we're going to be DJing from yeah. 10 to close, which is 10 to 2 a.m. Yes. yes. So if you guys want to RSVP and come through, go to our social media links 
there's going to be an RSVP link. Yeah. So make sure you come through and check that. I'll most likely be in the bio of this, either on Spotify, yeah. Apple, SoundCloud, the YouTube. It should be down there. Yeah, yeah. So definitely come through. Um, and yo, like this has been two years in the making. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. We're, excited, We're gonna have a lot of fun. Yeah. And try to get you know loosey goosey. Have a good time. We're see some, see some familiar faces. Yeah. You know, <laughs> never know who might show we'll up. We'll be toasting to yeah. you, Nudie. I'll be yeah. on a plane. I will be. Wait, when yeah. are you officially leaving? Uh, Thursday night, I have a red eye. Yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. So yeah. she's leaving the day we're, we're doing this Me and my cats. Uh, we'll be, we'll be toasting to you. You're going to fly with cats? You. God damn it. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then also, this is a, a kind of a, a request that uh, a Jamie and I have, and Nudia, our associate producer. We're looking for video editors to help us with video clips for social media and someone to assist us with youtube as well with our youtube channel yeah you know and i want people with editing skills like i don't want like just because you think oh you know video clips for social media you know i could do that i could just pull clips and like no it it, it entails a lot more editing and it also entails like some photoshop work mm-hmm. and illustrator work and I want someone with YouTube experience, if possible, but more likely we're looking for guys and girls who can edit video for us, but they kind of know, you know, the podcast and they the like content. the podcast and they know how shit should be run and, right. you know, they, you know, they fuck with us. Yeah. Um, so anyway, if you, if you guys are interested, is that anyone's interested, please reach out to me Jamie, Nudia, or the podcast on Instagram, on on DMs or whatever. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so we're looking for that because we need desperate help. I haven't been we have yeah, I've been so busy. I haven't put out like a video clip on social media. Yeah, just so a, just a reference. Go on our on our Instagram social media. We post uh, little like teaser clips of that and that's how what we're looking for kind of a fast but editing. we haven't done one in like the longest just time. keep cr- scrolling down so it's just fast paced kind of editing and stuff like that yeah. storytelling content use if you know social media pretty well go ahead and hit us up as well we just need somebody that knows the product know understands the vision and just wants to push this forward yep so if you know how to use iMovie Final Cut Premiere whatever it is Photoshop hit us up and we're willing to work with you and shit like that. Bring you on the team and we'll keep it going after that. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, what do you call it? Actually, uh, we haven't recorded an episode with all of us, right? Yeah, right. It's and we felt it necessary to do this because this is Nudia's last week here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we were kind of forced to do this. You know? <laughs> there's, a gun, there's a gun beam to my head right here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> anyway, everyone's been asking uh, for us to talk about the Kanye West documentary. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. And they wanted us to speak on Genius. And since all three episodes have aired, mm-hmm. have ever, has any, everyone seen it? Yeah. yeah. Everyone kind of, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, I guess, <clears throat> what is y'all take on this? I'm kind of curious. I was, I guess I was surprised at the timing initially. Because I, like, I feel like he's, he's been having, like, a lot of press with him, mm. with Kim. And then a lot of people were looking at him as like a manipulator or like a stalker. Mm-hmm. So there was like this perfect time to shed some positive light on him. And so I thought the timing was a little interesting. But outside of the timing, I thought it was amazing. I, everything that I thought to be true about him was accurate. Like he's he got shitted on so heavy in the beginning and he had to constantly prove himself. That I was think cool it's, it's carried over into his yeah. life right now. Like he still has that chip on his shoulder. Or he feels like he has to constantly prove something. Do you and think, I don't he think he was really shit on that badly? I don't yeah. think he, I don't oh, think he was so. Dissed. No. I, I don't think know he was if dissed. maybe shit on is not the word, maybe misunderstood because he was understood to be a great producer. 
And how many producer rappers have we really seen make it? Not what's your, many. What's your t- I, you know what, man? Honestly, everyone's been saying like, oh, man, like he he went against all these odds and like, you know, no one believed in him and yeah. da, da, da. And I was just like, the game nah, the I don't know. Like, I don't really. I think he got a lot of support. Yeah. I think he got more support than a lot of artists. Most people. Yeah. But but that's OK. So it's like, yo, if you were just like the fashion dude. And like you're like no, but I'm a great DJ. Like no, no, no. Cricket just he he knows that he's just fashion. Like mm-hmm. Cricket's not he's he's like okay, like whatever DJ. But we only care about your fashion. But you're like no, no, no. Like I'm passionate about this other thing. That's yeah, but the, but like the whole thing is this: you can't just talk. You got to do it. And the problem with Ye is he didn't release a single. He didn't rap. He had no features. Mm-hmm. He's talking about I'm gonna be the best rapper. I'm gonna mm-hmm. drop this. This album is dope. And he didn't drop nothing. And we're coming from a time. And he's talking with a crew of motherfuckers, right? Yeah. Which is Dame Dash and Jay Z mm-hmm. and Biggs, who, Biggs. Who were, and Biggs, who were selling vinyl out of the trunk of their car, right? Yeah. Am I wrong? No. They pressed up their own shit. They started their own label, mm-hmm. right? On some street mm-hmm. level shit. They got their own money and they put it out, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And here they made everything from scratch. They built their buzz. They made their music and they released their music. Kanye didn't do any of that shit. I feel like he did though. He didn't release nah. anything. He had nothing released. So yeah, imagine the, the mixtape thing. Right? Imagine like I like everyone's just kind of like I like if you dope then drop something. But he ain't dropped nothing. So like it doesn't make any sense for them to be believing anything he's saying. But it's how, like usually if you get a deal, you have a demo, you have a mixtape, you have something out. Are you down with a a posse that's rapping already? Yeah, that's I, rapping. But like not only that, like you'd have something recorded of you rapping on some shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. And he had he had nothing. But he had that feature, right? No, like no, in the beginning, he, they showed he that had feature records. Of he had records done. Like Jesus Walks was done way before his release. That's, yeah, that's true. All Falls Down was done, and but, no one was but I'm saying it was no, 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 no. You know but the, 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 this is the thing: is that. No label is just going to give somebody a, a deal uh-huh. and invest money into them if there isn't a demand for it, if no one's heard anything. Especially at that time. So there yeah. actually is a level of entitlement for him to expect them to give him all of this shit when he hasn't proved himself. He literally didn't drop one thing. Yeah. And you're seeing it from behind the scenes. Mm. You, know, you, yeah. you understand what I'm saying? But how yeah. else was he supposed to really come in? Because the way it was come in is that you drop something, you release mm-hmm. something on vinyl, mm-hmm. you release something, and you go to the radio stations, you shop it, you get it played. Yeah. And if the single blows up, then they'd be like, "Yo, you you kind of doing your thing, man. Like you just you just made your own shit. Let's give you a, a deal." But he got a shortcut because he was a, such a good producer. Is how I feel. Like he got to know everyone from the production angle and use those contacts. But do you feel that Dame, or maybe not even just Dame by himself, but do you think they were trying to keep him in that production box and not trying to give him an opportunity? I think he was just all talk. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like a motherfucker was all talk. But I think D had a point. I think I feel like they was trying to keep him on as their producer production. Yeah, him and just and I deal with him as a rapper. Yeah, exactly. Well, then I I don't think it was. I don't think it was. Um, I don't think they were doing that purposely mm-hmm. i just think they're just kind of like you have to understand this era of rockefeller right Oof. what like how many heavyweights did they have man tons yeah jay-z yeah jay-z freeway beanie siegel memphis bleak freeway memphis bleak young guns young guns camera state property um i don't know if cameron was on yet but you know yeah because because his first album i think released in 02 right it was uh, yeah oh boy and all that. yeah so, so but i'm saying like look at all these heavyweights and platinum artists mm-hmm. and gold records they had and yeah. here's this dude who made all the beats and they're like yo this dude's dope on the beats mm-hmm. 
But how many producers and how many motherfuckers like, yo, I could rap, I could rap, I could rap. And, and it's that's just what I'm saying. I feel like because he was a producer first, they they looked at him as like a Swiss Beats or like a Jermaine Dupri or Pharrell. Like they they kind of can rap, but their main thing has always been production. And he was yeah, but in but, that but, same but it's, it's also like you ain't built like you don't have nothing yet. Yeah. yeah. But he, but he, I mean, throughout the whole, throughout the whole documentary, you do see, like, he's just so selfish, you know? Like, so of course he's going to think that, it's almost like he's selfish to the point of being delusional. Like, he's in completely, <laughs> like, his own, like, he's like, I'm a, he used to practice his Grammy speech on the way to take the train. There's like, a lot of people wild. that do that, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that's, of kids that do that. There though. are, yeah. there are. But he was a grown man, you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, I, I just think he was, like, spoiled. It's like, but, a, you I know, you, it's kind you of like. You tell his mom. No, no, like, yo, like, too, yeah. I've never seen a mother that's supportive of their fucking kid that was amazing yeah. like that, I mean, was, that was crazy that's what i was like it was everyone was like yo no one believed him and i'm like yo i've never seen anybody who had more people that believed in him yeah talib yeah. kwali and most deaf who was hot at the time he had mtv you yeah. know what i mean yeah he had all of these people he had ruckus ruckus behind him too. you know what i'm saying yeah and yeah. for me i was and ruckus wanted to sign him and yeah. then and then he had his dude, his homie with the From, camera. With the ca- it was just Cootie, like Cootie. Cootie. Shout out to by the way. That was no, okay. That was, was great. And was but great. it was more importantly, it was his mom's who like she was rapping his rap. She knew his lyrics. That was beautiful. And I, I, I'll be honest and with all a, of us. And he had a team as well. Let's be honest. Most of us here in this room, our parents were not supportive of us doing anything creative, especially yeah. at that time. Oh. Let alone remembering any raps or any shit that we would do. Like that's just unheard of. Yeah. You know, so like, I think she built like she like Donda literally rest in peace built the most confident like because she believed in him and without a doubt she believed in him so much he grew up with this confidence yeah it's like this will and drive and I like, like the fact know? that she knew how to check him too amongst that like I, she did there was, try there yeah, was one part try. where she what was this the, the line the she giant said, the, the giant in the, the mirror sees nothing yeah like yo like a cool. giant doesn't see that he's a giant so don't act like you're a giant like essentially what she was saying and i like that like she was able to compliment him but also keep him grounded you know what i mean but going back to what you were saying like i feel like he was so adamant about becoming this one thing that even though he had he had success in other things it, it didn't matter to him in his mind like all he wanted was this one thing so he felt like he was just getting slighted in the process of trying to become this one thing. I think there was so many elements to him becoming successful and so many people giving him and supporting him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the yeah. fact that Rhymefest gave him Jesus Walks. He yeah. didn't rap that shit. Yeah. Imagine your first album and their biggest song, you didn't even write it. Yeah. Do you feel what I'm saying? That's crazy. Like, no one's acknowledging that shit. That's unheard of. That is. And he had Jill, Jill, He took Rhymefest off of the song. <laughs> Rhymefest isn't on the song. And then he tried to give Scarface into the hook. That was funny. When <laughs> I saw that part, I was like, Scar- nah. that don't even make sense. I, w- I don't know if I want to hear Scarface on this. Yeah. Yo, that's why like, I look at this shit and I'm like, yo, this is a really driven dude. He's super talented. Consequence yeah. has mm-hmm. him too. He but he's extremely yeah. selfish and entitled. And he's kind of like a whining brat. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but I see like the brilliance in a lot of the shit, you know, and and what he was doing, and I just don't. I did not see it from everyone's angle that oh my god, like no one believes in him. Dave Chappelle believed in his like ass. J- on Jay Z. Did they even like really acknowledge him? Like Jay Z is like you don't Jay Z don't give a fuck. Like he's just like yeah. that dude was like the biggest platinum yeah. artist at the time mm-hmm. too. And it's like yo Jay Z don't care about him, but. Like, but he let him spit a rhyme on the bounce. Yeah, yeah. Come on, man! Like, <laughs> <laughs> yo, this dude, this dude got mass support, yo. 
You know, like I don't, I don't, get, I don't care what nobody fucking says. Ludacris, does it, does Pharrell. It, is that how it seems now? Because can you remember back to that time? When That's that not struggle. Yo, <laughs> never. Is that struggle? He that, didn't really struggle that. Much. I saw like no struggle. That wasn't even struggle. No, nah, it wasn't. I mean, but by, he had the production he was doing at the time to back him up. Did y'all see shit. Hustle and Flow? Yeah, that's struggle. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying, I think, he I, had think a, he had a I think he didn't. I think he didn't. I think he didn't struggle by our means, but to him, like it, by his means, that was that a struggle. Was not a like struggle. when he had to stop because he wanted a he had to stop platter, rapping bro. and he had to like go back to full time making beats nice, to support. He had a nice whip. <laughs> he wasn't struggling. Oh yeah, he bought a G wagon. Bro, he was staying at the W for months. That's what I'm saying. Like by his standards, maybe that was a struggle. Like who he taught? Like who? Who is this motherfucker? He couldn't get studio time. Right? He had to like bounce in other people's sessions. Just yeah, but that's not even that bad, yo. He was letting him use their studio. Like that. Jamie Fox took him to the fucking studio. Yeah, but you know what, man? I went. He must have a big likability factor. Sorry, Dominique. No, no, no. It's all probably yeah. This is the this is the thing about Kanye. Mm-hmm. And then I, I heard this in Chicago, like especially later on. Uh-huh. He's that annoying dude who crosses the hospitable line. Yeah. <laughs> you understand get, what I'm what saying? To get what they want. Like, to get push, what they yeah, want. Push. And that's why a lot of people didn't necessarily like him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because he just overstayed his welcome everywhere. Yeah. But he got the shit done. And then he became so big that everyone was just like, you know. We gotta let it go. <laughs> well, it's just kind of like you know, if Kanye hits you up and he was yeah. annoying, but he's he's a platinum artist. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Yo, I need your help. What you gonna say?" Right? Nah, you annoying. You be like, "Fuck it," like you know. Yeah. Let's see what happens. But I I, I kind of understand his his mentality too now because I feel like he went through a period where he had to fight for his worth, right? Fight for like, yo, I belong here. I belong here. Yeah, but everyone does that. Right. But then later he became the go-to dude. So he, he has this thing like, oh, now you want to fuck with me? Now, now you want to, you know what I'm saying? I, I see that in him. Like he has like that shit where he's going to remind you how you used to treat him all the time. And now that he's, really? you know what, but you know what? A lot of people that helped him out, he kind of left behind when he blew up. Yeah. Like yeah. Cootie. The yeah. photographer after um, the first album mm-hmm. disappeared. He's like, stop calling. But then him. when he needed him for Jesus Walks, remember? No, no, no. After back. Jesus Walks, after no, that, after the Grammy shit, oh, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. he yeah. did. Fuck, stop fucking with him. Stop fucking with Romfest, GLOC, exactly. But then you see Romfest Con- back. Consequence. Yeah, that's they, oh, yeah. They eventually come back of in some form or another. It's funny because when Cootie got ousted out, right? Mm-hmm. It was it was the time when Virgil. And then all these other Don yeah. C and all these other people came in, but Don C was always in the loop. Yeah, but but he's not documented anywhere. No, he's not into like he's not talked about. But he's just in the background, or whatever. But yeah, yeah no. but he but it's kind of weird that they don't talk about Don C, Virgil, mm-hmm. or even like Jerry Lorenzo or yeah. IBM. Like IBM wasn't mentioned that, at that's all. That's like you said. That's when, that's when, um, when he blew up and he stopped fucking with Cootie. But see, that's the most interesting. I thought I was gonna see some of that, yeah. and I didn't yeah, see yeah. none of that shit. Mm-hmm. So for me, all I saw were two episodes. That were basically longer versions of through the some, wire. His no, come up. Yeah, of, of the scenes I saw in Through the Wire. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you when would you say them do Am, I, am I wrong? Yeah. I literally saw like the raw footage of shit. Yeah. Some of it was so raw, I was like, okay, this is a long 
scene right here. <laughs> you know, you could cut some of this shit. Him walking around in the office? No. But I feel like those two first episodes were so good. And like, but they like fast forward through like the majority of all the shit we really want to know about. Yeah. But I felt like those two first episodes were so good. I was like, this is amazing PR. Like, he looks crazy right now in the media, like Kim and Pete and, and shit. And now they have these, they're making him a human now. Like, they're humanizing him, mm-hmm. giving him emotions. They show him sitting there while everyone's at the video shoot and like people could relate to that how many times have you been in a room and you feel like you don't belong or people are like trying to push you out or like not yeah. really talking to you like i think that's why people sympathize with them because everyone's been there where you're in a room and all the cool kids are over here and you're like trying to get in you know i'm surprised he really agreed to release that third episode because it really did not make him look good like all this great pr you had in the first two episodes like just went downhill from there. He looked crazy in the last episode. Well, you can't say he looked crazy. He had a bunch of manic episodes. But you yeah. can also see he's he's just spread too thin. And he's coordinating too much. Yeah. It's like you walk into a room and he has five different things going on. He's putting together a live show. He's putting together the lights and artwork and everything for a live show. The creative direction for that. He's doing sneakers. He's doing clothing. He's doing his album. And then he's doing something else. Yeah. You know, so it's like these five things. And the thing is, like, he's having manic episodes. And it's this is the crazy thing because I've had it happen to me because I multitask a lot. Mm. But it's like you're, you're trying to explain your vision and you're, you're and but you're like grasping from different projects and different experiences that no one knows what you're talking about. And he's like trying to communicate it out, but he can't do it. So he just sounds like he's just rambling on about nonsense but he's not he's just like yeah he's enabled to like grasp who's aware and who's not aware of like of every like he thinks everyone should know everything that's going on in his world mm. does that make sense yeah so he's like talking to real estate guys and he's he's talking to them like they they're there for his meetings at 9 a.m or they were there like a week ago and he's trying to explain the feeling it's like I thought the perfect examples was when he was talking with his father mm-hmm. and he's just like, yo, I'm about to see these bowls and he sounds crazy. Right. Yeah. yeah. These bowls, like I just got real emotional he was and, trying then, to get so- and he was just kind of like, what the fuck is he talking about? And his father's like, what are you talking about? And then you see him go to this and he, there's a maker who specializes in pottery and, and all that shit and has a kiln and does everything by hand. You're like, Oh, he's inspired by these bowls. And it just took the simple thing as the bowls to have him go see the maker of it yeah. to kind of delve in deeper on how this person made all this organically, you know, and it was inspiring to him. But it's just like he doesn't know how to communicate that shit. And that's honestly been his problem. We've talked about since the first the first episode. He doesn't know how to communicate his vision to people. So he's just ranting to people. But everyone he doesn't realize that everyone has their own life to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. So he's going to people's offices playing their music. You're interrupting their whole ass. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's just it's so it's very entitled and it's very selfish. It's very narcissistic. Yeah. And it's and, and the problem is is the more money you give him, the more resources you give him, and the more, you know, people you surround him with who are enabling his ability, he's gonna just get worse. And it's gonna multiply more and more and like ten times, a hundred times. And that's what he is right now. Do you think we, we've talked about um, how and another thing, how do you stop that? If you have somebody who has a billion dollar company, um, yeah, unlimited resources, you, you can't, can't. You can't. How do you stop him? If you work for him and you're, you're making a check, 
Yeah. How do you stop him? You really can't. Well, also if there's he's, no if consequences. He's a billion dollar corporation. Yeah. He's the he's the driving force behind a lot of careers, a lot of industries like and a I, lot of normal yeah, people's like paychecks. Clothing like, industry, yeah. like shoe industry, entertainment industry. Like I don't know how you stop that machine. Like he has so many. He's in pocket with so many people. Like. Who's going to tell him anything that's not his peer? But also like, even his peers don't look like him. Yeah, what are the consequences for him, though? Like, what, he's going to get blasted on social media? He doesn't give a shit about that. No, I was watching like, the what, thing. Like, where, there's no consequences for him, you know? like It's tough, man, because he, he is so powerful. Like, I was watching the thing with D.O. Hughley, and he was like, yo, like, if that was anyone else, we'd be talking about him stalking somebody. But because he's a billionaire, he's, he's not... About what he's doing with Kim. Pete Davidson, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that was, like, literally, like, some stalker shit or, like, endangering this man's life. But because he's a billionaire and he has status, like, people kind of, like, laugh it off and not take it serious. But like, I, got a, I got a question about that. Yeah. Do you, <laughs> And it's a fucked up question, but it's a real question. I mean, it's it comes from life, right? Your, your place or your place. If you're dating the woman of somebody very powerful... Mm-hmm. Do you think it's okay for nothing to happen to you? To be to have there be no consequences that you can just live an an easy life dating oh, no, a woman? Not. You're saying that's what comes with the territory? Yeah. Pete? It's kind of like Pete has to understand if I'm gonna date Kim or if, if you if anyone's to date a celebrity, you kind of gotta already understand I'm stepping into this situation. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing I'm going to be fucked with. But who expects but the situation thing, that bad, though? You but the know? thing is, Pete knew Kanye before he was dating Kim. Jay paid for the Nobu dinner, you know? <laughs> and on top of the fact that well, you explain she's that still now. married. With the Nobu dinner, you got to explain that. Oh, yeah. So, like, he ended up being best friends with Kid Cudi because he was a big fan of his music. And then he took him out for his birthday to dinner. And then that that actor, Timothy Chalamet. So, was there. Yeah. Chalamet. so he's like, okay, we're good. Like three skinny dudes at Nobu. It's fine. He put down his card and then Cuddy's like, Kim and Kanye are coming through. And he said, Kanye walked in. He, Kanye's like, I want shit that ain't on the menu. <laughs> he's like, I want something that's not even on here. He's like, and I want the private room. So Pete had to end up paying for everything. Oh, wow. So he's something, bro. So like, so it his, is that selfish thing where girl? he, he walked into a room and he just started demanding shit, not knowing who's paying for it. Like, really? I mean, like that's crazy. And then he took his girl. But I don't, I don't think he took back, his back girl. to Kanye real quick. Like, remember we we've talked a few times about people that are in power that have no ability to trust others to empower them to help them. Do you see that in Kanye? No, I don't see that. No, because he let he took Rhyme Fest whole song. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he's not but, a guy that's like I have to make everything from scratch. Mm-hmm. He's kind of the guy that's like, if that's gonna help me, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. But You're, Kanye have helped a lot of people. Yeah. John Legend, Common, um, Big Sean. Yeah. So it, it's not like he's been selfish. Push a T. Yeah, but yeah, it's, he, like, it, it's just that at one point he, he gets tired call. of it. He just like kind of like. Nah, I think this is the problem. Is like you're like he helped people, but then he also talks shit about uh, Big Sean said that I was say the, eventually. The biggest, yeah. What he said that was yeah, the he, biggest uh, regret. On his tombstone, yeah. it's gonna be like I'm here because I signed Big Sean. Well, he said like that was the biggest regret I had was yeah. signing Big Sean. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see? His- but no, no. I think you need to talk about this because you're acting like this is a dude who's like yo, like he stands by people. No, no. I just said that he helps them out, and then like when he gets tired of them or they disagree with him. He's he shits on them. I just think that's all celebrities, bro. Like he did the same thing with um, Talib Kweli. Oh yeah, he um, said drink th- fan. That drink was the fan. worst rapper of all time. I'm like, dude, this guy yeah. helped you 
and, took and them on tour. getting your stage of rapping. It's like Cypher Sound says, everyone gets amnesia. Yeah, you know, amnesia. Yeah, and it and but look, in the end of it all, like that's what like I, I just think all celebrities are like that. I yeah. think like with celebrities that don't know how to dress, they surround themselves with people like a stylist. They'll get a stylist or they'll befriend people who can teach them how to dress. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they're becoming like, yo, this person's a fashion icon, they're just going to find the next person that's going to have I mean, that's, that was Mr. C's uh, beef, right? On on his Instagram post about the heavy hitters. That he didn't show no heavy hitters. Well, he no, it was um, DJ Enough. He didn't show no love to. Oh, okay. And apparently Enough um, kind of put him on Hot 97, started playing his music before anyone. Yeah. And I quiz I confirmed this also. Yeah, but the the, the biggest problem is that this wasn't this was a um, a documentary about Kanye West, mm-hmm. but it was from the eyes of Cootie. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just thinking like when I, when I heard him narrating it and showing his family in the beginning, I'm like, okay, this is going to be kind of a distorted picture mm-hmm. because this it's guy bias. It's a biased viewpoint. Well, yeah, I mean, cuz this guy is going to, you know, like it's it's more his story and his interpretation of what was going on. I do on. think that was weird that it was so heavily narrated by him. It had to be heavily narrated been. because there wasn't enough footage mm-hmm. to tell a story. So he needed someone to narrate a story and implant the footage to support the narration, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Yeah. yeah. You get it? Yeah. Which is why the ending is the way it ended. There really is no ending. Yeah. But Cody finds a way to, you know, make it kind of pull it all together. And then he implants footage of his daughter and all of this shit at the end. Do you know what I mean? So you feel this like, oh, like this is an ending, like. But is it, it's not really an ending. And I, it definitely didn't feel good. It's not a feel good ending. <laughs> but it's it's it was a good good documentary. Oh yeah, it's well put together. Yeah. But I just don't. I think it's I think it's funny people's interpretation of what they see because I didn't see struggle at all. Like yeah, for yeah. me, that was mild, bro. <laughs> it that was, was mild, fucking yeah. mild. And like I said, yeah. I forgot all the music he did. And those years before he started rapping, so good that Scarface shit is so good. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Guess who's back? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, that might be one yeah. of his best beats of all. That was time. a dope beat. Yeah. I forgot the. I, I knew he did a lot of the Talib and Black Star stuff, but I forgot a lot of that stuff. He did that ludicrous stand up. I'm like, yeah. I had no clue he was on uh, Deaf Poetry Jam, and I didn't remember that at all. I remember I don't know that. If you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. I, I was like, oh wow, I don't remember. He was on that like shit. twice. He was yeah. really milking that um that Lauren Hill song, huh? Cause he did a verse from that shit, mm-hmm. and that's all he kept playing that that song. Yeah, I feel like that may have been one of the few songs he actually wrote. Which one? <laughs> I'm so <laughs> proud of it. <laughs> I just can't believe he took a song like Jesus. Yo, would you have? I would have never. Oh man, I just don't have the nerve to take a song from somebody and uh-huh. then claim all the rewards for it. Do you know what I'm I mean, saying? A lot of people do that shit though. A lot of artists. I think that's crazy. But he had to have had he had to have had a conversation with Ryan Fest about that, right? Like, there's no way like, he give did him that. Little, I mean, give yeah, him a Ryan Fest agreed with it. It's like, yeah, something, just something. pay me something. Yeah, it's all I'm, yours. I'm so, I, I really he probably want... didn't think it'd be good, huh? He probably didn't know, think right? it'd blow up. You really thought no. Jesus Walks was gonna blow up? I think yeah. Kanye knew. What you think? I don't think Ryan Fest knew. No, the sad shit was when you saw the footage of Ron Fest rapping his shit. You're like, he ain't on the song. Yeah. He got took it taken off. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see Cootie get the conversation like, yo, Ronfest, I really think it's best if I just stay on this song and it's just be me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that had to have the conversation. Yeah. 
I don't know if he gave him more publishing or if he probably just gave he him 10K. He probably gave him something. Yeah, no way he, he, probably he probably gave him 5K. Nah. He probably gave him 5K. Because nah. like, you would have heard it by Ron Fest trying to sue him for that song. I just remember everyone telling me whenever they met Ron Fest, he would say, yeah, I wrote Jesus Walks. <laughs> That's his fame. <laughs> Claim to fame. It's like when, <laughs> like when motherfuckers was hanging out with Nav. Uh-huh. He kept saying he wrote back, back to back. Yeah. That's what I'm like, saying. Hey, like, I, yo, I'm Nav. Yeah, yeah, I wrote back to back. The Drake, <laughs> like, Drake do, you, do you think by any means that song would have blew up if Ryan Fest would have did it? No. If it was just Ryan Fest? <laughs> nah. You know what I'm saying? Do you remember the Ryan Fest song, Brand New? Yeah. I yeah. Gotta, brand I still, new, I still brand got new. It my that song was kind of dope. I like that song. <laughs> yeah. The beat, yeah. Nah, and then I saw people getting mad, but like, yo, why wouldn't you sign Kanye? Like you, you let Petey Crack come before him, like all this whack. Yeah, Petey Crack was popping. Up. Yeah, I was just like, yo, <laughs> he had a minute. yo, fam. Petey Crack was popping in New York. Like, I don't know what they. Well, wait, about. was he real? Because he didn't, he didn't hit the West Coast like that. Ooh, yeah, he, he was did. popping. Nah, in New York. Yeah, he was. Um, he was bubbling hard like that. Pause. What was that, that one song that would like? It was when. Uh, what was that? The, the, the what was that? It starts off with the violin. No, no. What was the? What was the club? Greenhouse. Yeah, it was yeah, the yeah, Greenhouse yeah. days. Mm-hmm. He had that one song. He had like two songs that were just. That was you could just drop it from the Which one. Which one? Shit was huge. Yeah, yeah. In New, New York, York you could drop it from the one in the club. Yeah, hard. It's like Dipset era. Yeah. Wow. That shit was huge. They're like, yo, why would why did they sign that one girl in the hotel room, but they would have signed Kanye? I was just like, fam. I, I feel like the song that blew up for. Was Flipside on the West Coast like flip, everyone knew Flipside? Well, other than that, because like, fucking you guys, man, they did not explain what was going on at Rockefeller. Like nah. Rockefeller had so much shit going on. Yeah, the last I, thing, I remember you know, they, they kept pushing out promo singles nonstop. Like you go to a record store, you just saw all these Rockefeller twelve inch. They singles. had so much shit. It was yeah. so many artists that were like, I don't think people realized like before the Fifty Cent era. Well, that's Rockefeller. what that's that's that famous uh, Jay Z clip that he said that he said he went back to Rockefeller, and he told everybody, "Yo, put everything you could come like put it out because Fifty Cent is coming." Yeah, and once Fifty and then Cent that's dropped, what they was doing. Everyone yeah. sat down. Yo, fam, they was they had. I mean, it felt like Jay Z had like uh, like three records dropping every month. Yeah, almost. yeah. excuse me, Miss Remix. They don't had, stop. It was just like not. No, even even shit before out. that, when it was dropping, what was the joint with the um. And then they had the movie shit. There were so many songs I can't even think of all the state property movies. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Blueprint Mm. Two, the the Lincoln Park shit, the clothing line. Yeah. Well, that came after Fifty Drop, but before that, you're talking about. I mean, he had the clothing line. He had everything, bro. It was just so much shit going on. And then here's this Kanye West who doesn't have one song out. No one's talking yeah. about him at all. But then, you know what I mean. Well, like, but then, but then it's it's nuts. Like when I saw the Street Property soundtrack had all of them on there. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. When I saw, saw this going on, I'm like, he looks nuts. <laughs> but then what yeah. he like did, he, like, he did look crazy. But then he proved himself because he put everything together and he had something to show and he put something out and then he got where he needed to be. But they're not just he wanted it like silver Easier. platter. He yeah. just wanted like. It's like there were so many people that like struggled way harder than him, but he was always constantly co- like patting himself on the back. Like I put up my money for my video and I was like, yo, you put together a dope video. And it was like that video was really dope. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like you saw the visions for all these. Honestly, man, let's be honest with that first album. Do mm-hmm. the Wire was the dopest video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. All the other videos were whack. You thought Jesus, oh, whoa, you, you thought Jesus walks was whack? Whoa, 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 whoa. That was whack. Nah, you were. Really? You thought uh, 
uh, the other one uh, with the, the Lauren all, Hill all falls down. Was that was whack. That was not whack. That was whack. You guys, you are, you guys are you crazy? All falls You're down. Bugging. I remember that video. That video was whack. The through the wire was the most interesting yeah. and that creative most, video, and yeah. it had the lowest budget. Mm-hmm. And they, I, I'm, I'm wondering if that's all Cootie. I, I think you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah. because when you see his vision like yo like Kanye could not communicate his vision for Jesus Walks how many videos did he shoot three I want to say three. he did three he videos did three, for that yeah. I mean, fucking nuts I mean Spaceship never got out they he, shot a video for that never that shit never got out because they said he didn't like Hype Williams vision right for uh, yeah. Jesus Walks and then something and then dude new, wor- new workout plan oh was that why? <laughs> it's funny, man, because Kanye West really has a vision, but it always entails taking something that's already in existence and implementing it. Even Murakami, yeah, like like that. He you know? he goes to existing artists to recreate. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? You know what the Slow Jams video was good, but th- we're talking about the first album. Yeah, that's yeah. Slow Jams album. is on the first album. I don't yeah. even remember. That's the it. first. Yeah, dude, there were so many hits. That was the last show. single, wasn't it? Through the wire. Uh, no, that was the, one of the first singles. I think it might have been the second single. I think that might have been the second single. Yeah, I think no. you're wild and crooked. Oh no, I think I think you're right. And then all I think falls the down. videos for the second album were kind of. Mm. Yeah. Are you crazy? What that good life was insane. That's the third. That's album. the third album. That, that, third was, album? that was graduation. I think you're oh. thinking of the second one, buddy. I actually kind of want to talk about how interesting it was. Like back then, mm-hmm. you needed so many people <laughs> to to execute something like. You needed a camera guy like Cootie, mm-hmm. yeah, right, to document shit. A director, right? You needed a studio. An you engineer. needed like you needed so many people's help to get things done. Right? You know, like you, someone needed to know how to edit. There was a you know they had it was just it took all of these homies to help and yeah. to pitch in. Whereas now, like it's really just a kid and a computer, and they can make music. They can make their own video. Mm-hmm. They can do selfies and do their own marketing, mm-hmm. and it's really like a one man band. Yeah, when you need to, you need so many people to execute things back in the day. I thought that was just interesting. You need, like you need an a, entourage. You need a buffer too, because there's no way you're gonna walk into a major re- record label with just cameras like that. Yeah, you, you know, needed just, a crew. Like yeah. that's why back in the day you needed an entourage, which yeah. makes me question like an entourage now. Like what? Like really, what goes on with the entourage besides security? Mm-hmm. Because technology has made it so that people can move like kind of a little bit more scarcely. Because for Cootie to take a camera with him mm-hmm. and to document someone's life, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who they believe in. Like, would anybody ever do that now? No, that took a lot. He probably did But, but, but even back then, nobody was thinking about doing that. Especially a new artist like Kanye. Nah, I, I just remember always having like, it was always a homie with a camcorder. Yeah. And you kind of recorded everything y'all did. I mean, that yeah. like when even when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Like I was the dude with the camcorder, yeah, and then editing the footage at home. But, but to the like, but what would you? But I'm saying like, them? like rappers or a, I mean, I recorded every like I recorded like doing? yeah, I recorded us like my my homies like tagging up. Oh, okay, I recorded a lot of illegal shit actually. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, allegedly you did all that. Crap. I recorded. Well, I didn't tag up, but I recorded like my homies tagging up. I recorded my homies like bagging ounces. Yeah. And like I, <laughs> and like editing it, making my own music videos. But I'm thinking about now, like you don't really, you know, like I don't think anyone would. I guess I could be wrong. I guess yeah. Well, I mean, to document. the to the point where he put his own career on pause. To I don't. Me, I don't think he had a career. So well, he, I think he, I he was think a, he had a lane with comedy. Yeah, with, yeah. With, with, uh, up and coming with Channel Zero. Like he yeah. had a lane, but he. He saw something in Kanye that made him move to New York and put his shit. Yeah, he on took pause. a break. Like I was like, that's he was running around to me. With that D-ray. was a big deal. Like if he like D-ray. essentially put his life on pause to like help this this help this guy. You know? What yeah. I mean? 
There's people that like not, that nowadays, though. There, I think if someone believes, no, I think if, if, if someone believes in you, see, like I, they, I don't expect so. something I had, out of it. I had a lot of video help, like like with my radio career early on. I I think of it very cynically. I just think he didn't have anything going on for himself, mm-hmm. and he's just like, let me see if anything can pop off with this dude. Because he like, got a lot rub of clout. Yeah, he got a lot of clout from that. Like he got a lot of work from working with yeah. Kanye. I that just is- think he knew that Kanye was like going to make it, mm. and he was just like, let me tag along with this dude. And you know some of that shit will rub on. Well, him. he they also knew that once Kanye was going to blow up, that he was going to like cut him off. Because <laughs> he, he talked yeah. about that earlier in the, in the episode. Like I'm pretty sure after Kanye going to do his thing, win the awards, he's going to forget about me. I just wish I saw <laughs> I saw the Dante Virgil, um, IBN, IBN, mm-hmm. and yeah. Jerry Lorenzo. I wish I saw like that a little dynamic. bit more of that. Yeah, yeah, dynamic. especially especially with Virgil's passing, I would have wanted to see like early designing shit. I feel like someone got footage of that. I don't know. Who's don't, the homie? I don't that, think so. Who's the homie that used to run the um, the clothing store in Vegas? That used to vote with him. Oh, Julian. Julian, yeah, Chris Julian. Chris yeah, but Julian. they met him much later. They met him. No, they, they came around like around graduation time, right? No, I wanted to. I want to see like oh five oh six of them putting shit together, which would have been dope. I mean, it show it does show Don C, but it doesn't show him in the early days. Like it doesn't show like putting together outfit like the double polos and all that shit that he was doing. None of that fashion shit. The weird shit about the double polos is that when I was going to school in in Chicago for the Art Institute of Chicago, mm-hmm. motherfuckers was dressing like that already. I was what year say, was were you that? Wearing that? Were you guys wearing? I remember those you outfits? said that before. You said like that was like a Chicago. That was that. That, that was, was just style, some right? Chicago shit. When I was going to, to school in Chicago in like ninety six, ninety seven, mm-hmm. I was there for two years. I was like producing, and this is the this is the funny thing is like. I, I obviously I went to school. I had like uh, I went to Art Institute of Chicago. I had like a merit scholarship, and I was like learning about studio work. And we would like I remember being broke and not having money. Like I couldn't even afford food. Right, and then like this. I would go to groceries. Have I talked about this before? No, you, you uh, told me one time. Oh, like I remember going to grocery stores and like stealing food. Yeah, like rice aroni and like like chicken. Uh. Uh-huh. And, and like, go to the pantry like and stuffing them. And then like there were these uh, kitchen lockers for the students. And I was breaking into the kitchen lockers to, f- to eat because I didn't have food. I couldn't afford food. Damn. That's a real struggle. Kanye. And I, I was just a, stri- <laughs> I was a straight up thief in, in Chicago. Like I would break into studios and I'd steal mics yeah. so that I, you know, I was making beats at the time. So like I had mic stands. I had mics. And like I like, and I was working with all these Chicago like local rappers. One of them was named Pugsley, uh-huh. and that dude was literally like the Kanye of like two thousand. Yeah. He was that in like ninety six, ninety seven. The double polos, wearing polos as inside shirts on with collar shirts. Yeah, like Eddie Bowered up, like with the backpacks. Yeah. It was that was to me when I saw that I thought that was Chicago style. Yeah. So when I saw Kanye doing that, I was like. These motherfuckers still dressing like this in the two thousands. <laughs> That's how I felt. Yeah, and it was it was different back then, like uh, when 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 I was in Chicago. So like, I don't I don't know like uh, I don't I don't like when everyone's like yo he started that look with the polos and everything. I was like nah like I, I felt like that was happening in Chicago already. 
Yeah, I'm sure it was. He just brought attention to the mainstream with it. But no one ever talks about that. Yeah. They they make it seem like he's like the inventor of it. Yeah, I I just think there's a lot of weird shit, man. Like I never thought that he was the inventor of that. I, I always took it as that's some Chicago shit. And he's 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 like shedding light on what Chicago. Yeah, doing. because I know I remember I saw a video of Don C doing his hats with the with the with the snakeskin on it mm-hmm. and he was like painting it and shit. And he was just like, Yo, they used to do this shit in Chicago all the time. Like back in the '90s, like this was a thing, but it's 2012 now. People love it, but it all comes from Chicago. So just bring it to to the light and shit. I think it it is exhausting to work with someone like that though, where they constantly are patting themselves in the back and giving themselves credit. Yeah, and I, I'm I would I don't know I, I would like to think that he gives credit to motherfuckers, but it doesn't. I didn't see any evidence of that in the videos. I wonder. Did what, you? Nah, I didn't. You know, as, as many people that helped him, it was kind of like it was always about him. Mm-hmm. And he was always talking about I mean, about he gave him. credit to Dame Dash. <laughs> but he also shitted on Dame Dash. Also, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, because the label doesn't want to give me. I put my own money, 33000 for this video. I was like, damn, Dame is right there, bro. I just think it's funny how, like, a lot of motherfuckers are coming out and they're shitting. Like, you know, Kanye West is shitting on Tyler Kweli, mm-hmm. Big Sean. Yeah, that's fucked up. He's shitting on all of these people. Mm-hmm. And then, like, no one's appreciating motherfuckers who put them on. Yeah. Even, like, with, uh, like, the game, right? Yeah. yeah. Who was on, what, Drink Champs or some shit? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. It was, like, he's talking shit about Dr. Dre. Yeah. And saying that Kanye did more for his career than Dr. Dre. In the last two weeks. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand. <laughs> that was like, bold. Why would you say that shit? I don't like, know. Game is crazy, man. He just, <laughs> he just says no, whatever, I th- man. I think that. But what is like? What is with this generation where they don't appreciate motherfuckers? Well, I think he was salty. Everyone, everyone thinks they're old shit. So I think he was salty. You know about what I think Super it Bowl. is? Yeah, I think it's that. Yeah. When, I'm about to say that when the when the Fifty Cent G Unit shit happened with Game, I felt like he in his mind thought that Dre was gonna have his back, and Dre just kind of like distanced himself from both sides and didn't really take a side. And I feel like Game always held that against him because even on his next album. Doctor's um, advocate. Doctor's advocate. He kind of hinted at that, like, "Yo, like I did it. I, I'm back, and I did it without the help of Dre. Like, no one had my back. You know what I mean? He he went on a lot of rants during that time that no one had his back, and he kind of had to like reinvent himself on his own. So I feel like he always kept that chip on his shoulder. Like, yo, you know what I mean? Like, boo, fucking who? Like, I I really don't give a <laughs> fuck. Like, yeah. you got. He was given like two songs from Fifty. Right? I thought that was yeah, hard because, bro, like mm-hmm. two two of his biggest singles were Dre productions. You know what I'm saying? And like you, you got given <laughs> how we do is a Drake production, and so West is like the story. first West Side, Side Story. Like, come on, that's man. A, that's a, that was an ill beat. Yeah, if, you know what? Like the West Side Story beat was almost to me like in the club part two. Yeah, that's how yeah. that's how nasty that beat was. Mm-hmm. And Game did nothing with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, like mm-hmm. Game literally did nothing with that beat. That beat was hey. so fucking hard. Yeah. I it was when nasty. It came out, I was like, yo, this shit is crazy. I heard, I was like, yo, this is like in the club part yeah. two. I'm like, and I'm listening. And he just came on, and I was like, okay, it's not bad. Yeah. You know what I'm but saying? It didn't he, do anything. Yo, that dude, like, why are these motherfuckers, they get given shit and then they get expected? Like, they just expect yeah. the shit to keep going. And then when they have to work, and build this shit themselves for the first time. They get they're like, man, this is yeah. unfair. <laughs> this is unfair. <laughs> and two of his biggest hits. <laughs> you know how crazy that is? Two of his biggest hits is written by 50. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, how could you? Like, how no, could you? Not talk? one, but two. He That's didn't write crazy. the chorus. He didn't yeah. do nothing but spit like one verse or two verses on that yeah. shit, right? Yeah, one verse. Yo. <laughs> but you know, I would I'm never not, talk. I'm not justifying any of his actions, but I think he was in, a, in an era and Jamie can can attest to this he was in an era where you really didn't 
make it in LA unless you had that Drake cosign. So in his mind, he wasn't going to make it unless he has some kind of like backing from Dre. And so when that beef happened and he didn't have anything, he probably thought he was finished. He's a millennial, right? He's he's he's, 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 yeah. he's, a he's like dude. a couple years older than me. But he's also, you have you have to know, like in it's weird that he acts this way because in LA, the game is like a fucking king. Like they treat him like he's like the biggest like hometown hero in LA. Why? So it's like I don't understand well at the why. time they there was really nobody do. out. I'm saying he, we didn't why. get anything. We didn't get we didn't have anything. We didn't have it. We had the game. game. That's what we had the game, and we like like all loved him and praised him. There was a huge gap between. NWA Snoop Dogg, <laughs> all that gap. Tupac, and then Tupac, and then it was like the game, and then after that, it was kind of like the new wave, like mustard, YG, mustard, Nipsey, yeah. So it was a huge gap in between. Game was literally it for the two thousands, for the early two thousands. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they had a good run. I couldn't even fathom listening to the game talk for more than like three minutes. I watched the whole thing. Did you? I couldn't. What the fuck's wrong I with you? I watched the whole four yeah. hours. And I was a big game fan, but fuck that, bro. After a while, he just, I said just saw the clips, nonsense. man. Yeah, I watched the whole thing. It's too much nonsense, bro. But he was he was feeling himself too when he started talking about he was on Eminem level. And no, he was <laughs> better, than better than Eminem. I was like, like yo, he could do a versus versus Eminem. Yeah. What are you playing when Lose Yourself comes on? Yeah, I don't know. Hater, fucking love Red it? Nation. Dude, Maybe. it's not it's not gonna happen. <laughs> nah, he he's he's interesting. I don't know. I don't know if anything he said was justified, but it was entertaining. <laughs> you gotta you gotta feel for game because I would be upset too if I was at the Super Bowl and it was in L.A. And I'm looking on stage, and your the guy you hate, Fifty Cent, is performing. Yeah, in your with, city, in your city, with the guy that put you on, Dr. Dre. I would be like, yo, fuck but everyone, you, man. You, <laughs> but like, put you him on not Dre much. though. You but who who would have, who would expect the game in there? Like who would expect the game to come out? And what I mean, song Jamie, are you Jamie, um, and what song is he going to play? What song is he going to perform? Hate let me tell you. Let me tell you. You know what? Who I'm expecting? If before? he saw he performed Fifty was one. You know what I'm expecting before him? YG and what song? BPT. In that fucking no stadium. no way they're going to play BPT. Yeah. That, <laughs> no. Crazy? No, 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 no. Listen to me. Listen You're to me. wilding, man. No, that's who I'm expecting before the game. Wow. YG's a bigger presence This is, this is the, the game. funny thing. We're saying he's crazy, uh-huh. right? You're crazy for thinking BPT is going to play at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Meanwhile, that whole Dr. Dre, uh, Eminem, 50 Cent performance. Snoop Dogg. And Snoop, Snoop Dogg was basically the BPT of like... The, the, 90s. the 90s. Dude, yeah. you have fucking Snoop Dogg say, cool, rip. Like, dog, you don't, that shit is crazy on national television. But I think Snoop is, is like nice. a, a national pastime now where he just looked he at is, his, uh, he he's so looked great. at as like a forefather. So he is so great. the fact that YG is still active, like in the No, streets, no, I, I get what you're saying. And I think I'm that's saying, what Game was saying too. Was, like he's not the safe no choice. One's calling, no one's calling YG yeah. ever to do a Super Bowl. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. That would never happen. No, no, never. no, no. But listen to me. Never. He, he's he, To me, he's a bigger representation of LA now. Then the game probably ever was. If I saw if I saw the game come out, it would be like Little Mama walking out when Alicia Keys <laughs> yeah. and Jay Z was performing. Empire State of no, when she walked out when Empire State of Mind was getting performed by Alicia Keys and Jay Z and yeah, Grammys. Yeah. Uh huh. At that picture, right? That was so. That was fucking nuts. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I was completely fine with just Kendrick. Like he can represent. Yeah, LA. You know what I mean for the new generation. But the game, the game's always been delusional. He's been talking about that like, he fucks every girl. He does all this shit, da, da, da. dude. That dude is just all talk. What is his stance in 2010? It's, like, it's a hot no mess. Hit. It's him talking about smashing Kim Kardashian. It's or just like, like an old dude. It's like an yeah, old it's dude. Just talk- like, yeah. You know, beefing? like like the star football player that just talks about how great high school was. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's like, bro, stop. I didn't even realize he had ten albums. 
He does? He 10 albums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- th- his, they're working on, either they're working on his 10th with Ye, or he already has 10 existing albums. And I was just like, wait a minute. That's a lot. Because I can only, <laughs> in my mind, I can only think about three. That's bullshit. Same Are you serious? Yeah, no more got, than four. Yeah. But I mean, he's come out with some real mid-albums in the last 10 years. Like shit that I just One, never even two, gave, it, gave a chance. Three. I think he even came out with an album maybe two years ago. Five, One or two years ago. That's some sad ass shit. It is. Even <laughs> T.I. stopped making albums. And T.I. is way more talented than the game. <laughs> like, you know when T.I. stops making albums, yeah. he knows like it's... But I, I guess he got an album coming, right? With, uh, with Ye. With Ye Production. Game, yeah, he, yeah. He working on, on something. He touched on it briefly in that uh, in that interview. Yo, watch he bodies. Watch this is the best album ever of all time. I mean, he self proclaimed <laughs> it. He said like it's like the best work, and he yeah, he felt inspired to work with him. Some crazy shit. Yeah, he gonna drop him soon. <laughs> Damn, he has like eleven albums. That's fucking nuts. He has eleven yeah. albums. He what's dro- what's is that is that good or bad? That's bad. Isn't he has it? eleven albums that we no know. We, see, in my head, I thought he had three. <laughs> I don't. I thought he had four or five. <laughs> I thought he had three. What That's was what the three you thought? I the could, documentary? I like, care less. The documentary, the, doc- the second one with the, uh, one, blood. The parents, one, the, blood. the one blood sample. Uh-huh. And yeah. then LAX. And then the third one that had like, um, was Wouldn't Get Far the second album? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was the second. I guess the third album was the one that was kind of popping in the club for a little bit where it was like, I don't know. It sounded like lifestyle a little. Oh, that was like yeah, it was a celebration. Celebration. Oh, with a uh, tiger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That man, only- damn, and even that was like ten years ago. Jesus peace. That's it was two thousand twelve. Yeah, man. Ten years ago, bro. Yeah, bro. Wow. I don't know. The game. Uh, he's a liar and he's not representative. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's going on with Snoop Dogg buying Death Row? So he owns all of Death Row. He's now? the new owner of Death Row Records. Yeah. How did he do? Did well, he, they, he bought the catalog. Yeah. Yeah. How yeah, much yeah. was it? How much did he? Pay? Okay. No, they're they, keeping it hush hush on what he yeah, bought. Yeah, they're it not for. saying it. But it has to be a lot. But it excludes Dre's stuff and Tupac stuff. Yeah. So all the good. But those stuff. are the biggest albums <laughs> yeah. from Death Row. <laughs> What's the point? Yeah. Well, his stuff. You know, he has his songs. He got, he got two albums. He got like the Above the Rim soundtrack. <laughs> He got, he got doggy style. Got, you're not gonna do doggy style like that. You gotta get that Let's, above the rim. He don't. You're not gonna do <laughs> yeah, doggy does, style like yeah, that. Yeah, it says uh, this gives Snoop Dogg ownership of his albums. 1993's Doggy Style, 1996 The Dog Father, along with um, some movie soundtracks. So above gotta, the rim. So gotta be above the rim. <laughs> I don't even think he got above the rim. That was um. Murder I think Dre was like executive producer. Well, it says he has crept pl- stuff too. Crept? Yeah. Yeah, from the Dog Pound. The dog so pound. probably his solo album. You have a Nate Dog G, G Funk Classics. <laughs> so wait. Lady of Rage. Does, he, does, does he, come out? So does he not own does he not actually own the the label? He just owns the rights to the, the work that was done under he, the label? He closed the deal to acquire Death Row Records recording catalog. So he has the catalog. Okay. So he right. owns, well, he owns but how do you have the catalog but you don't have Tupac and and the Dr. Dre <laughs> shit. But I think Tupac Estate owns his those albums. Yeah, probably. And Dre owns his shit. Oh, okay. So and I think Dre bought back his stuff from Death Row. I mean, I think that headline is misleading. I think they should just say like yeah. he bought his catalog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from it, Death Row. Because they've been advertising it as he owns the label. He's been walking around with the big Death Row chain. I, I assumed he owned the label. But he been making it seem like he did buy the label. Yeah. Oh, you know what? He, it, I think he did. He recently purchased Death Row label. Yeah, because it was like something so, yeah. like... Yeah, so, because his last but, album was called Back on Death Row. But it's not like he's going to be 
um, doing stuff, doing making stuff moves, for the, yeah, making for moves? the labels, like getting new artists. I don't see Snoop doing that. Oh, like he's not going to relaunch it. Exactly. Like, yeah, I kind of could uh, see that. Like Death Row 2022. I, I can see, see that. that. No, like with no limit. Snoop is so busy back. doing other shit. I don't think he gonna have time to do that. What's he doing? Like he does everything. Everything. So, but <laughs> he probably has like TVs, everyone. commercials. Yeah, he probably has like a ski lodge or something. Yeah, like that. <laughs> he does everything. He got Corona, corona commercials. commercials. Yeah. Doing shit with Martha Stewart. Yeah, Dude, the, I love the Martha Stewart. He's still doing shows. Isn't he, a part show. of, isn't he a part of Triller too? Yeah, he's, yeah. he's one of the uh, investors in Triller. But now he's getting into commentating. Like he's doing all the fights and shit for all the like Thriller shit and all like yeah, the yeah, fight yeah. club shit. Yeah, yeah. He just did the Olympics not too long ago. Yeah. A couple weeks ago. He does <laughs> NHL. Yeah, he, he did, did the Olympics? Yeah. Him and Kevin Hart. For yeah. what? They had like Kevin their own. Hart? They had their Why? own segment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For what? They were like pretty much do like what ESPN does, like go over like but highlights. What, and what? What sport? They were doing everything. Everything. Like, uh, Luge. Ice skating. Ice, yeah. Hockey. <laughs> yeah. Gymnastics. Like just being funny and just doing stupid shit. It is. It's like yeah. it's like a it's almost like a parody. Like a comic relief. It's like you're yeah. watching yeah. like a parody version of the commentating. I wonder yeah. how much, like, what NBC. Post the they they're the ones who show the Winter Olympics. Right? Have, yeah. yeah, I wonder how much money they lose every four years with the Winter Olympics. Who watches that shit? No, nobody. I don't think they lose money. I they, I, I think definitely they, think they, they lose nah, money. They, the commercials are paying for that shit. No, I think they lose a ton of money. Uh, There's no ratings, bro. I even even when I'm watching, when I see it, I'm like, damn, I didn't even realize the Winter Olympics are going on. Yeah. I, don't, I don't. There's not one sport that I can say I follow. I think this is the first year that they actually learned how to properly. Um, you know, translated to streaming too to yeah. transition. That's another thing. Yeah, it was on Peacock. Yeah, because I, I don't think they figured it out. The last Olympics, it was like impossible. You couldn't even watch that shit. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm excited for the World Cup though this why year. He, why is he doing that? He's probably gonna be at the World Cup too. Snoop, Snoop, yeah, because I mean, he's, he's funny. Get, as he's got to be getting a stupid. And it's, check. A, and it's probably an easy check. Yeah, he's know? easy as check. Him be himself. Yeah. Remember, I be sending you the shit for the <laughs> NHL, bro. He's doing NHL now. Like, who would have thought? Like, that's a white man's. Was he doing wrestling too? He he did yeah, wrestling like, too. Yeah. yeah, he does everything. Yeah, he don't have time to run a label. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. He's not running a label. He's making money off the label, but not running it. Actually, I, I actually wanted to ask you guys: Have you guys been watching this uh, Pamela and Tommy Lee? Yeah, uh, TV show. Mm-hmm. You know what? I've been wanting to check it out, but no, I haven't you started watching watch it. it. No, it's yeah. so good. Never. You don't watch anything with white people. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> you only watch That's like black true, TV. No. Power. He supports black businesses, man. I, I watch um, Force. Yeah, yeah, Power. What's Force? That's with Tommy from uh, Power. That's a black show. But, yeah, but yeah. Tommy's a white. He's the lead actor. Tommy, you a- say he said Tommy's <laughs> all white. white. <laughs> Tommy's a white. <laughs> Yeah, but Tommy's a white. <laughs> Demar, did you watch anything with white people? No. Uh, no. Damn it, man. What sports. the fuck? What you know what? That? I was sports. watching. You know what I was he watching? Sports. Have you ever been watching Euphoria? Yeah, you I watched Euphoria. Euphoria. Yeah, but you're not Euphoria. watching it from the jump. You do that thing where you start. No, I've watched this since day one. Oh. Since day one? Wait, never. Wait, 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 wait. Since day one, never? Yeah. yeah. Never is, I have. Never is known to just start. Like, if everyone's talking about a TV show. He just started in the fifth season. And I'd be like, no, you got to watch it from the... Nah, just watch it from the fifth. I don't know how you... Some some shows... I read the Wikipedia. But not Euphoria. I watched since this first started. You watch that? I I didn't even watch that shit. No, I I got to... I started to watch it recently. Oh, oh, you jumped to it. No, I jumped on the hype. 1,000%. I can't watch that show. It's it's good. I know what you don't want to watch it because... It's just too much. Like, I just... It makes me not want to have kids. 
Like it's just oh, a it's fucking scary. Terrifying. It's a new yeah, kid. <laughs> it is the kids of two thousand. Never you get off on, on that show, right? Yeah, but y'all hey, did bad yo. shit yeah. for that too. <laughs> <laughs> I yo, took a show. I really when, like it. when they had when, like I tried to watch the first season, but when they had the plot twist of like the, the transgender girl, yeah, fucking the son and the father, yeah, uh-huh. I was like. I'm good. Like, you know, <laughs> and then the father beating the shit out of her, her, yeah. right? Yeah. Or yeah. them? Her. Her. Or her? I was like, I don't. Out of Jules. Her name's Jules. I'm just like, I don't need to watch this shit. Man. It's too crazy. It's a I good show. I can't even imagine. I saw like s- scenes of like uh, intervention. Mm-hmm. And then, like in the intervention, some girl got outed for fucking some of her best friend's boyfriend. Yeah, and I was just like, I don't. I'm glad I'm not watching this show. Yeah, Maddie, bro. She I'm glad I'm not watching this show. <laughs> but like the the Pam and Tommy thing, I I kind of couldn't watch it either, just because like, um, you know, in the 90s and 2000s, like just how horrible the fucking media were to women. Like it's just like oh, it's she so got bad. she got the whole. Like, quick, I'm surprised you watched that. I can't you like handle it. it. It's like, good. It's with Sebastian Stan. Like Winter a, Soldier. Like the women just got the worst fucking portrayal, and it was funny to everyone, and it was hilarious, and, and it made like, him look like a I guy. Can't, like I can't. But you like, got to explain what happened exactly. But you yeah, know what? I think know? I don't. Wait, wait, wait. Let her finish. But like, this is important. Like, you're right. Yeah. But you have to explain how everyone demonized uh, Pamela Lee because she was promiscuous, and maybe she was, you know, she showed her body and she was sexy. Playboy. They kind of put her in this like you're a slut category mm-hmm. yeah because you're so, attractive and you like showing your tits a little you know and it's well like, like it's kind of like once you've posed nude or once mm-hmm. you once you're like known for just being beautiful and you kind of like exploit your sexual your like sex- the humanity like you're not human you know you're well no like- no you're put into this slut category yeah so then like you're you're kind of like we can't really pro- the court can't really protect you yeah yeah because you kind of did it to yourself yeah mm-hmm. it's kind of like it's almost it's almost like 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 oh i got raped well what did you wear yeah right it's that kind of you know what i mean or like you got to well you shouldn't have gotten so drunk like why'd you get so drunk why are we at this party you know like and it's yeah it's where the woman takes like all of the blame and again like who said like tommy lee is just like he looks like a man you know he's a fucking man and like his life is unchanged because he's a rock star and she gets this like big you know a adulterer like labeled on her it was just really hard for me to see because back then the media was so like quick to blame everything on the woman Mm -hmm. and like really like sexualize the woman to the highest degree in the most negative way yeah you know and it's just like that like the media was really like that they said some crazy shit on tv about her and on the radio and it's just like you know like she wasn't a fucking human and it's like it's it's really really sad but from what i remember about when all that shit happened is that after the tape came out they were still together and they were still smiling they were still hanging out i mean it was they were still at parties and shit like that it didn't bother them at the time well wasn't you know it was their relationship i mean i mean it's kind of like a dope fucking show because they really go into like the details of shit yeah it's really fucking dope and it's like dope to kind of like remember the 90s Mm -hmm. but (laughs) i think i think what was really fucked up is that in my head i always thought she was like super paid and she was a big star and she really wasn't paid and she wasn't she was a big star back then. Because of Baywatch. What was it? Baywatch. Yeah, but like she didn't have a body of work, right? So like she posts for like Playboy, a resume. Uh-huh. right? And she was like in 
um, Tim Allen's show, Home Improvement. Home Improvement. Yeah. Yeah. But she was just like one of the. Like, she wasn't on every every episode. Yeah, but she was just like kind no, of one. She of the, started off. She was like Vanna White on that show, yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. right? And, and then, then she then was she on blew Baywatch. Up Baywatch, and that's when she blew up. And then Barbed Wire came out, and she no tried, one, and no yeah. one thought that movie was gonna blow up. That movie flopped. It flopped, and that was like the end of her. But then movie what? Career. What happened to her? But she was still known as a set symbol back in the nineties. Yeah, and then she, she was still doing Playboy. She was Playboy. She was doing had some posters out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, who wants you know who wants to hire a slut who's gonna take a slut seriously? But you know? my, my my question is like I I always thought she was bigger and there was like all this other shit, but mm. she was just really kind of I think. This is the this is the fucked up shit, is that everyone looks at Kim Kardashian right mm-hmm. and like oh my god she's so talentless, you know like she does she got famous off of a sex tape, mm-hmm. and then you kind of look like at Pamela Lee, and it's like she really didn't do what Kim Kardashian. I was gonna did. say, but I don't think there was like a space for her to exactly. Do that. It's like it's I think weird, I right? feel like Pamela kind of curved that space for Kim to be able to like monetize. From the situation, Pamela you know? crawled so Kim, Kim could, could fly. Walk, could fly. Yeah. Well, yeah, well in between you, think, you had the Paris Hilton one too. Yeah. But like, yo, when you think about it, it's really kind of fucked up because they didn't make a fucking dime off of that that sex tape at all. No. Did Kim make money off? She did, right? She signed off on that video. Wait, did they? They yes. made money off that tape. Yeah. Yeah. Vivid. They made money because Kim Kardashian signed off on that tape. Wow. She got paid off of that shit. Mm-hmm. So her mother signed off on that shit, didn't it? Yep. That's wild. And they got the TV show. Because they were just basically like, if we don't make if we don't sign off on this, they're gonna make money on the web regardless. Yeah, right? it's mm-hmm. gonna get and really you, I can't we can't stop it. Yeah. yeah. And it was look So Pam needed Kim's mother. <laughs> she needed a Chris Jenner. No, she needed no, no. a Chris Jenner in her life. That shit was to not, blow up even better. Now that shit was not happening in the nineties. Like But did they explain no why they weren't making money off this tape? I just think it was like it's one of those things where you know what? Neva's actually right. Is that Pam needed a Chris Jenner? She was a Canadian to monetize. But I don't think there this. was a space yeah. for that in that time. I think there could. It could have been. It could have been. Whoa, 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 whoa. It was the first time of its kind. Yeah, this is such a sexist time in like American history. I don't think like nothing. They wouldn't have been able to make it work. And like the way you're saying, we all thought like she was rich and famous, Pam, just because she was famous and like she was hot and she was a sex symbol. But I guess now that you know, she really didn't have. She wasn't working. No, she wasn't. She, After Tommy Lee, like she went to Kid Rock, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it, yeah. and it was just she just kind of became like this kind of like a rock star's arm piece, arm, arm piece a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. But you're right. I think she did need like a Chris Jenner yeah, to kind of to monetize it. it and but I don't it. think in the '90s she would have been able to pull up to board meetings with you know like Fashion Nova executive. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's, I don't think it would have been. But it was like she was time. in the 2000s. She was popping a little bit. She was still big. Yeah, but it's it's also like, honestly, like I I think she could have done something because Maybe. a lot of because a lot of people thought the same way of like a Jane Fonda to a certain degree because she was doing, she was doing promiscuous stuff and then she did like, wasn't she or not? You talk about Farrah Fawcett. Was it, no, Jane I, Jane Fonda was like kind of she was like that, an activist, but she then, was an activist. Yeah, she was an activist, but then she came out with like an. She, was she never like, came out with no sets tapes. Or no, anything. no, no, no. Okay, let me let me backtrack before I say this. Like, all right, because like back in the day, Jane Fonda was one of the first women to to delve into multiple industries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who wasn't just an actress, and exactly, an yeah. actress. Mm-hmm. 
right? She had like a workout tape. She was yeah. she was an activist. Mm-hmm. She was all of these things, and she broke all the barriers. And yeah. this was in like the seventies and eighties, you know. Mm-hmm. I remember at the time, everyone was like, "Who does she think she is? Like, she's doing all of these things. She yeah. was like doing everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yo, she was taking with that workout tapes, man. Yeah, it was, it was just crazy. She was doing everything, right? <laughs> yeah. And then when you look at what Pam could have done, when you get that all that attention. Mm-hmm. You really have to know what to do with it. And she was just kind of like, she needed someone in her corner, like, fuck all these men. Yeah. Like, we have to just, we have to mobilize. Yeah. And she could have taken advantage of it, but I think she was alone and she really just kind of hid. And she just kind of depended on, I think something, like, it was a mistake. She depended on Tommy Lee to fix all of these things. Yeah. I think, I, know, I think there's a, probably a big, uh, like, a lot of shame tied to that you know i mean there's a shame but i think there was a naiveness too like she was this kind of like this kind of like really kind of humble like you know well she's canadian bro yeah country girl from from canada and you know she had these dreams of like i'm gonna be a star i'm gonna do all this and she was smart Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and all of these things but she didn't have that thick skin and she didn't have that person to just be like yo we we gotta move we gotta make money we gotta do this we gotta make these moves you know do you think she just aged out too Huh? Do you think her? She just kind of aged out, and then that was kind of it. Well, she's on Broadway right now. She's in oh, the Chicago musical. She's playing Roxy right now. Um, yeah. So it is. Yeah, it is good for her. But but if you don't have that hustler around you, you know, she's just hanging out with her boyfriend, having yeah. sex on a boat. Like she doesn't have friends like talking about business. You know. Right. So I like, mean, just look at Paris Hilton, right? Look what she's built. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like she's a fucking businesswoman. Yeah. And Kim Kardashian. But then also Paris Hilton family. They had their own sure. hotels they had the and shit. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Had a lot so of capital. She had the support. Exactly, yeah. yeah. She had, probably had a team from me. And then also, yeah, mm-hmm. I guess you're right. Like, you know, Kim Kardashian had her moms. Yeah. And she, you know, she navigated around and they were rich a lot already, of famous people. You know, yeah. like they already had money. And she her fam- she comes from a lawyer dad, you know? So yeah. they, the litigation. She didn't have the resources. Pam didn't have the resources. Her, she was before her time. Oh, she could have. She was the first of her time. Dildo line. <laughs> Jesus, I mean, yeah. now you're thinking you know? like at the but bottom. no, that's that's yeah. real though, right? Like she yeah. could have had all kind of things. No, going I mean, on. I think she's thinking a little too bottom of the barrel. <laughs> like, you know, Kim Kardashian <laughs> and Paris Hilton never dropped a dildo. Right? <laughs> you know, dildo line. Yeah. I'm sure they could have. But, but you know, uh, she could have got some merch going or something. But uh, the one thing I loved about this show was the, how this all this whole sex tape started just from one small thing. Which was Returning. Tommy Lee treating people like shit. Well, yeah, he, he had a carpenter. I, I don't want to. Uh, this is spoiler alert. Right. It was. It all came down to a carpenter, right? Mm-hmm. Who was supposed to do work in Tommy Lee's house. Mm-hmm. Tommy Lee treated them like shit. Basically, didn't pay them, and he stole their tools and kicked them out of his crib. And the dude was like, "Yo, fuck this dude! I'm gonna break into my into his crib and like take his safe and get my tools back." Yeah. And he and he f- stumbled onto that sex tape, mm-hmm. and then That's they. Wild. It's just like the whole story is crazy, and it's like so interesting. So did to, the guy go to jail? Huh? Did he go to jail? Like watch it, right. watch <laughs> the shit. Right. It's really good, and it really t- kind of takes you back to that era mm-hmm. in the nineties, even to everything she's saying about the media, even how like it's just it's just really dope, the times man. were so different. Tower record. B- Bill Clinton, even when they're like trying to <laughs> when they're trying to mass produce the tape. Mm-hmm. like the v- the VHS tapes like, mm-hmm. and just learning about the web and the internet and it's just yeah. like it's really yeah. interesting bro like it's it's one of the best shows that I've seen and I had like very low oh wow I'm surprised you said that you had low expectations that shit was a great cast yeah, yeah. 
It's funny because when I've now heard about the show, I thought it was gonna be like a movie. I didn't, I didn't realize it was gonna be like a like eight episode. AP, like yeah. the later episodes kind of drags a little bit, yeah. but they really get into detail of like what Pamela was going through. And no one, I didn't, you know what? And it's it's fucked up because I don't think any anyone really saw it from that perspective before. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's it's also kind of sad because you could tell, like Tommy Lee and Pam, like actually loved each other. But the media probably just fucked them up, you know. I don't know. I don't really feel sorry for Tommy Lee. And then she has a new uh, Netflix documentary or some series coming out soon. Oh, good for her! her Look, now she now she's on it. You know, look. Yeah, she finally found her Chris Jenner. But you know what's great about this that you guys will enjoy and that I enjoyed? It's like there's nothing better than seeing like white people distressed. You know, (laughs) (laughs) cricket. It's true though. Yeah, it is funny. You know, like it's really good to see white people distressed. Like my tools. No, no, because when you think of these like celebrities in Hollywood, you know, yeah. like they're living it up. They're just they're just rich and they're just white and they're just like you know everything's all good. Everything's great, and then you're like looking at like wow, these guys are like miserable, yeah. yo. <laughs> and they had all that money, and they were the best looking dude, like people. people yeah, they were tapped in, and they're still fucking miserable, yo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So what, what's the point? Everyone's miserable inside? It's good to see what? like rich white people be like distressed. <laughs> like, though. oh, they're just like you us. Know? Like it's not just a minority. Yeah, it's not yeah. a minority. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, yeah. Like, like chemical imbalance. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, but yeah, you, you should check it out. Uh, That's a good show. Yeah, I don't think Nevin's going to watch it. I'm like, going to watch it. No, it's, it's a good show. No, like I said, I did want to watch it. I just didn't realize it was like eight episodes, but I'll give it a ch- <laughs> I'm telling you, after the first two episodes, you're going to be like, this is pretty dope. So watch Tommy. Tommy so yeah, so watch that shit. <laughs> Are you going to watch it? You're not going to watch nah, it. No, I do. I have it in my um to-do list. My, my Hulu um yeah list of movies to check out. But yeah. me- meanwhile, you've watched every fucking spinoff show from Power. <laughs> Because they, I, they're, they're I, fucking great. <laughs> I don't think they're good. I think they're fucking. I try to Inter- watch. They're entertaining. Let's put it like. That. I try to watch the what? What was it? The um the, the ghost. No, ghost the, the the one that was about like the real life drug dealers. What was it called? Oh, BMF. BMF. Yeah, I could barely get through that, man. That you wasn't was, feeling it. <laughs> that was pretty bad. Damn, bro. It was written pretty bad. It was pretty bad. It wasn't what I was expecting. I'll say that. It's your opinion, man. I thought it was yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty good. bad, bro. Anyway, um, I think. Yo, Nudia. Love you. You know, whenever you're coming into Vegas. Oh, my God. Whenever you're coming back to Vegas, you're welcome on the show. Right? Shut up. Yeah. You know? And then, uh, and then what do you call it? And good luck in Chicago. And once Thank again, everyone you. in Chicago that we know, show oh, love listen. to Nudia. Yes. Yeah. Invite her out. She's off on the weekends. You're Shout out about Portillo's, man. Woo-hoo. Yeah. There's actually a really dope Latin party in, um, in Chicago. I think you DJed it, too. Um, I hope it's still there. But there was like there was a club that yes uh shoot um I don't know the name well, of I, mean, I got to hit up the homies because my homie Chris Caleb he's out there and I'll, I'll actually plug you with him he does he's tapped in with a lot of parties out there oh, yeah. yeah no I, I'm really excited to learn like about the city and yeah. like go out like I'm just she wants deep dish pizza she told me I yeah. heard tavern pizza is what slaps there though so I'm not familiar. That's just what I heard. You're going to put us on when you get familiar. <laughs> now we got to go visit New York. Yeah, go you guys to, are going to come to Chicago. You got to get some Harold's chicken too. Harold's chicken yeah, is dope. That's a staple. All right, y'all. Um, we are out and we'll see y'all later. See you in Texas. Bye. Thanks for tuning into the Road Podcast. Don't forget, every Wednesday, we have new episodes on all major streaming platforms. And every Thursday, the video versions go up on our YouTube page. Please subscribe to our channel, youtube.com slash roadpodcast. And to find exclusive clips of the pod, please visit youtube.com slash DJ City. And we'll see you next Wednesday.